Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Kevin Stefanski talking about Ken Dorsey. We'll get back to the Cavs coming up in just over 20 minutes because it takes a village to raise raise an all-star. Cavaliers got their 14th win in the last 15 last night, but Ken Dorsey had his introductory press conference. I said to uh, McNeil on social media because he posted on Facebook and I, the people were making like all the things of what Ken Dorsey looks like. I go, man, he looks like a guy who's standing behind someone buying lottery tickets and he just wants to pay for his milk and go home. I mean, Ken yeah, Dorsey I went from that. he went from hot shot Miami quarterback, the seventh floor crew to. I mean, he looked like he was just getting ready for tax season right there. Oh, Ken Dorsey was. I mean, that was amazing, that change. It's such a change from the guy who was the quarterback on one of the coolest football teams ever when you think back to that 2001 Miami Hurricanes team to this, what he looks like now. It's an unbelievable transformation. 216-474-0092. I asked you who has the power within the organization. Uh, I think you gave the right answer. So I don't know if this part of the conversation is going to be very long. I believe you believe it's going to be Deshaun Watson, correct? Yeah. I, I believe – well, why? let me know why you believe. Tell I, me why you believe. Danny Cunningham in for Tone. Go ahead. I believe that because he is the one that has everything guaranteed to him financially. And listen, there's still a lot of pressure on him to perform. But this year, he's the one with the power because the organization, Ken, I think has done everything to make him be successful with this team. It's getting rid of Alex Van Pelt. It's changing the offense again from what they were prior to when Watson got here. We saw them try and change it in the middle of the season when it went from Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun Watson. We saw we saw it be different last year. They are doing every single thing they can. And to be fair, they should be doing this to get the most out of him. But every decision that they make inside those walls in Berea, I believe, is to get the most out of Deshaun Watson. And when that is what is happening. That's the guy with the power. If Deshaun Watson says he wants something done a certain way, I believe the Browns are going to do it that certain way because they cannot afford for this to be a, a giant disaster. Well, it's it's also where it, whether it, you want to give him the power or not because there's a lot of people who just don't believe in giving a quarterback any of that power. And it, I, I don't know. I think it's been a long time since football is able to be done that way. I mean, it's a shared responsibility, but – 
they have no other choice. With a fully guaranteed contract, you have to do what you can to make the most out of this, this entire investment. This is why I can't say it makes me uncomfortable. I do become uncomfortable with this entire ordeal of who made the decision to, to fire these coaches, to bring in Ken Dorsey, to last year to bring in Jim Schwartz, even though that worked out. I get nervous about that, but I also know that they, they have to act quickly. It can't just be judicious. It has to be quick because they have to make the most of this as soon as they possibly can because eventually it's going to affect them. So if, if, if people underneath, as much as I might want to say, hey, he lives 2,300 miles away and he makes me nervous because he's not here, you might have to say I have to take the responsibility of this thing and make these decisions if you truly believe that they're not going to make the decisions because they're all friends and you need to be about the business. So I have to see, as much as I don't want to be fair, I have to see how this thing's going to work out. There's a lot about Ken Dorsey that I question. Yeah. There's a lot here. I, I don't know if this is just going to be all hunky-dory and this is going to be fine. Because we, we still don't know whether or not they're going to call plays. I have no idea who, or excuse me, whether he's going to call plays. I have no idea who's actually going to do it. Whether it's going to be him, whether it's going to be Kevin Stefanski. Some people tried to think that, that Ken Dorsey was implying he was going to call plays by what he said right here. Play calling to me is, you know, not as important as winning winning football games. It's more about, all right, what's the decision that we feel most comfortable about moving forward to help our team win? I believe he wants to call plays. I, I don't believe there's any chance that he doesn't want to call plays. I think he wants to, but I thought that answer told me he's probably not going to. Really? Yeah. See, a I, lot I, of people took it the other way. I think he wants to, but I think by saying that it, in, he said winning is the most important thing to him, that told me he is willing to take a back seat here. It's not that he wants to. If you're an offensive coordinator in the NFL, you want to call plays. If you're a position coach in the NFL, at some point, you want to call plays. That's the natural progression of your career. And for Ken Dorsey to go from a situation where, and I understand he was fired in the middle of the season, but in Buffalo where he was the play caller to an offensive coordinator role in Cleveland where he's not calling plays would unquestionably be a step back. So, of course, he's going to want to call plays, but I thought that answer to me was the way out of him. Uh, it was sort of taking the pressure off if he doesn't call plays, trying to get ahead of it, saying it's okay. Well, he also said that he'd be ready if called upon. Sure, and so, he should be. But I, I again, I, I technically I'd have to say that what, what you're saying I disagree with. But I think overall, I can't say I know that he's going to call plays. I think by judging by this press conference... Whatever you thought before, if you thought he was bringing in Ken Dorsey to not call plays, that he wasn't going to give it up, or that he was bringing in Ken Dorsey to take that over, then you believe. I still think you believe what you believed before that press conference yesterday. I I happen to believe that I think Ken I think Ken Dorsey will call plays. I happen to believe that Kevin Stefanski is probably going to make the decision. Or, and this is taken an ugly way, but I have to say it: the decision will be made for him. Well, do you to think, have Ken Dorsey call plays? Do you think it's already been made? Yes. Okay. I believe that they've already come to that decision. I don't believe that there's any chance that they'd say they'd work this thing all out over the next couple of months. Because I, I think you want something clear cut because Ken Dorsey, you could, I don't know what his, his situation is. I'm not trying to look in his pockets. More than likely, he either has A, other suitors, or B, he could possibly take a year off if he really, really wanted to. But I would still say that the A part, that there'd be other suitors are right there. So when Lima was in last week, he said that he didn't believe that Ken Dorsey was their number one pick. He he said he believed that Kellen Moore was their number one choice. Well, Kellen Moore's already off the board. He's over there in Philadelphia. So what was said to Kellen Moore at that time? Ken Dorsey has been a guy who's been fired halfway through the year. 
We'll see how that one goes because Kellen Moore wasn't necessarily fired, but Kellen Moore comes with his own set of baggage because some people say he wants to throw too much and maybe he's more of a joystick offensive coordinator than a guy who's actually trying to to get things going with a football team. So we'll see how that one goes out in Philadelphia. However, when you have Ken Dorsey here, there's a lot of baggage that comes with him in his own right. This Matt Bove guy from the new center five or new center seven in, in Buffalo who is saying all these things that are not too kind about Ken Dorsey's time in Buffalo. He gets fired a year and a half in. The offense changes. It seems to change for the better. And there's a lot of things being said about Ken Dorsey now that were not being said when he was fired. So people flip and go with whatever's more more successful at that time. If it, if it breeds success from it, they're just going to go with it. I don't know how this is going to work out. I think that uneasiness is what makes people think if they're uneasy about it and they don't have the confidence in it and the only thing they can say is, it's my team and I want to be positive about it. I don't know if that breeds positivity for everybody. I think with the play calling thing, I would feel more confident that Ken Dorsey or if it were somebody else was calling plays if I thought the Browns got their first choice. Because I have to wonder if Kellen Moore's not here because calling plays wasn't on the table. Because in going to Philadelphia, and I understand that's an awesome roster, it's a winning situation, but they were talking about maybe firing Nick Sirianni as this season well, ended. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, and you're going to hate why, but continue. But they were talking about that. You don't often see it, and it's not impossible. It does happen occasionally, but you don't often see coaches go from almost being fired to sticking around for a long time after that. I think that the situation with Kevin Stefanski here is more stable coaching-wise than what it is in Philadelphia. So if everything's equal and you're calling plays in both places, wouldn't you want to go to the more stable situation? I disagree that it's a more stable situation. I know that Nick Sirianni nearly got fired, according to a lot of people here, but if you were going to be an offensive coordinator on somebody's staff, let's be serious, who would you rather coach right now? Would you rather coach Jalen Hurts or would you rather coach Deshaun Watson? Hurts is the answer. I agree there. But the stability, I do think, is in Cleveland because I, I think that Kevin Stefanski well, is going to be around longer than next year. Philadelphia is a nutty situation, but if they go back to the playoffs in Philadelphia again, depending on how they look doing it, but if Kellen Moore, if they look good on offense again and, and Jalen Hurts looks good and that offense looks like it's quote-unquote fixed, then they're not going to have any problem here. Where if you don't believe necessarily in the quarterback fully, then you're going to make your decision based on the QBs that you're coaching because you know that's where it starts and finishes. And you can't make an argument for Deshaun Watson over Jalen Hurts. So while you might say that there was play calling involved, maybe there was. Could be. Maybe you're right. It's not a terrible thing to think about. But I think if, if, if you're making that decision, it's going to be on, well, what quarterback do you have? And so that might have had to make the Browns go ahead and make that decision to go, all right, if this is the second best guy, and I don't know if they felt this way, if this is the second best guy, then we need to snap him up right now or we're going to be caught in arrears here. And maybe they did. The other thing I'll add to that about the quarterback situation, and I agree with you that if I'm an offensive coordinator, I would rather coach Jalen Hurts than Deshaun Watson because of what we've seen recently from both those guys. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't make me feel good that offensive coordinators around the league that maybe were higher up on the Browns' wish list don't feel as if they could be the guy that could fix Deshaun Watson. Well, that would make me feel worse about Deshaun Watson, right? But it doesn't make me feel good about the entire situation. Not just the offensive coordinator. It would make me feel worse about Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah, but the, the, see, this is where it just stops because there's nothing else I can do. Sure. I, I have the guy, and there's no way out of the contract. So now I'm just telling people bad news that I don't want to tell them because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it is, whether it's Ken Dorsey or Kellen Moore or the Lord and Savior. I, if nobody can fix the guy, <laughs> then nobody can fix the guy. So I think Ken Dorsey's coming in going, all right, I have worked with Ken, with Cam Newton before. Cam Newton was a great quarterback 
for a period of time with, with the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, the injury stacked up and, and things went against him, sad to say. Josh Allen, my offense, if I'm Ken Dorsey, my offense was able to do X, Y, and Z. Now, there are people, and even though that they don't want to admit that up there, that used him, said that he was used as a scapegoat with Sean McDermott. Now, the season ended in a different way than what they thought they were going to do it, so some of these people are running away from these opinions, but those were the opinions that those people had. Frankly, I think the uncertainty is something that's going to drive people crazy over this time because if I knew right now who's going to call plays, I could say whether or not I think that this thing is going to work, but if I don't know who I think is going to call play, if they can't tell me who they think is going to call plays, which I do think it's going to end up being Ken Dorsey, if they can't tell you for sure, then I have to hem and haw over the next how many months over what happens. But I flat out refuse to accept Kevin Stefanski's statement when he says, we'll get it figured out. It's February 5th. You have it figured out. You don't go into any of these things not knowing. He's not going to move his family here and and move him across the country here. You're not going to bring him in. You're not going to accept all this. He's not going to accept it on his end if you don't know what the clear-cut goals are. They know what's going to happen. And the clear-cut duties are. They know what's going to happen. And I don't think anyone should have expected to hear from the Browns what they were going to do. Kevin Stefanski getting up there and saying, yeah, he's going to call plays would have been the most shocking thing I heard all day yesterday because that's not who this organization is, Ken. They want to keep everyone in the dark as long as they can. It's not quite what Bill Belichick did in New England, but they don't want to tell you who's going to be calling plays until they yeah, really Yeah, but I want clarity to. because I want to be able to give credit or I want to be able to heap blame. You'll that's get what there. I want. You'll get there, but will, you're not going to get there I don't know, until August. I, I mean, you talked about the pill. You, you've brought the Patriots down do twice that. in two days. They won't do that. And that's I, the extreme example. And I'm They're not, not going to do that. I can't fight you on it because they technically did do that. And the, the example and it that is there was a disaster. Yeah. Exactly. They're not going to do that. We will know before the season. I'd be stunned if we didn't. But they don't have to tell you on February 5th. or Yeah, February 5th yesterday. They don't have to tell you now. I mean, they don't have to tell me at any time they want to, but the they clarity will. would make things a lot better for me to understand because then I can't, it, even if I didn't like Ken Dorsey and I didn't like the hire, which, again, I don't know how this is going to work out, so I can't say I hate it. There were so many people that I trusted said he was a scapegoat there. So if he's a scapegoat, I'm going to be open-minded about it. So I'm going to see whether or not it works. But if he's the one that's calling plays, then I could, as a fan, I could say, all right, this didn't work in, in Buffalo, but this is where it worked here this is where it could work with with Deshaun Watson. This is what's going to get him going in the right direction. Or if Kevin Stefanski is going to call plays, this is what we could possibly do here as the time goes on. I still think it's better earlier than later to tell your fan base who's going to be the one in charge on Sunday. It's always going to be whether or not they gain yards or they didn't gain yards, Danny, and that's how they're going to go at it, and you know that and I know that. Yeah. But at least some clarity would go a long way with everybody involved. 216-474-0092. We got the great Justin Termini at 8 o'clock. Do Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell work together? Do they do it long-term? Because the trade deadline is coming up on Thursday. Coming up next, it takes a village to raise an all-star. It's harder when everybody has a different idea, though, on how to raise them. Ken Carmen, we got Danny Cunningham in for tone on the fan. What should we be focusing on with Evan Mobley coming up in a moment? Also, folks, guarantee the best 92.3 the fan has to offer when you follow each team on the free Odyssey app and get all the audio we have to offer pushed right to your phone. Plus, check out all the chapters of our live shows labeled by our producers so you can search for the segments you might have missed. Make sure you've downloaded the free Odyssey app to follow the Cleveland sports scene. Mitch is in the other room. 
before we get to Evan Mobley here. I asked Mitch for an update. I go, hey, you, you, you got another date plan or anything? And Mitch, you said no, right? That is correct. Are you, you taking some time off from the latest heartbreak? or Not not really. I'm still trying. It's just, uh, just not going the way I want it to right now. So Meredith overheard this and asked him a couple of questions because Meredith, you know, Meredith has some experience. Mitch is a young, supple young man <laughs> from uh, Straws, Vegas, down in Tuscarawas County. Where they, Meredith, they do things different. You're from the big city. You're from D.C. That's You're here true. in Cleveland. Have you ever been to Strasburg? I don't even know where that is. <laughs> yeah, it's... You how want far to find away out? Is it? No, I don't. Mitch, we're how talking, far away is it? We're talking like 60, 60 70 miles south of here. Try oh, my a, God. So, yeah. you, so you were commuting? Yep. He was. Like 70 miles yeah. here? No, he Five here. years, yep. yep. Oh, my God. So, I mean, there's a lot of things you can try in a small town. Try dating if you're Mitch Spinell in a small is town. Is that what that song's about? <laughs> I think so. Oh. Maybe. Pretty positive. So, <laughs> Meredith asked Mitch, I don't know how this is. So, what, what dating app are you on, Mitch? Well, the two, well, the two uh, that I mentioned, and, you know, obviously not a sponsor, but Hinge and Tinder. Those are the two. <laughs> not a sponsor. Obviously, but Unpaid not Unpaid testimonial. Hashtag not an ad. So Meredith asks, well, how big's your radius? I didn't know there's a radius on there. Yeah, so they give you an option to, like, expand, like, how many people you can, like, match with in an area. And I had mine set on both of them, I believe, at 20 miles, both in Strasburg and where I'm living now. Well, knowing, was I know, appalled. and I was shocked. But knowing that you commuted 70 miles <laughs> to work, that's really part time. So it's not like every day. He's a road warrior, Meredith. Uh, apparently. He's, he's, a lot of miles on that car. Yeah. He's going to do anything miles, for work. 20 we'll miles feels really, really oh, far no. to go for like a first date. So, uh, to go meet somebody you don't know, a stranger off the internet, you're going to drive 20 miles? Oh, you're going to meet him halfway, 10, 10 miles. Still feels kind of. Funny. I usually I usually went to their location. I didn't really want them like to go out of their way to see me. Such twenty a miles is a bit. Yeah, he's a gentleman. So what's what's if I can ask? You're on the apps, right? Yeah, I well I am. I'm not active currently, but I just I haven't deleted them from my phone yet. I just. Are you seeing somebody? No, I'm not. Oh, I was about to no. say. I was like, just bring taking him a break in hey, here. Let's yeah. talk to him. Hey, taking a break. Taking okay. a break. Yeah. So for what, a little what, bit. What was your what was your radius? Like six miles. Six miles. Yeah. Mm. If it wasn't like within ten to fifteen minutes of where I live or downtown Cleveland, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know if I have any interest. It's, I'm, wow. li- I'm lazy, man. I don't want to drive very far. I don't want to be driving down to Akron for a first date. Are you kidding me? Well, they would meet you halfway, Meredith. That's what's, what what's Mitch halfway? is saying. What's halfway between uh, here and Akron? That exactly. That's where it gets uh, tricky. Richfield. At, no, no, be nice. No, that's, Brexville. That's Brexville. Yeah, Brexville yeah. Independence. Because she's coming in okay. from the west side, so it would be it would be one oh, of them. Things. That giant eagle right there off the. Highway. What's the furthest you've? What's I mean, you're 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 engaged to be married now, Danny. What's the furthest you've gone? So Brittany and I actually started seeing each other when I still lived in Minneapolis. Oh, it was wow. our first Ow. date. I was in town here. I had some family stuff going on here. I was in town. That's when we went on our first date. I lost the pandemic came shortly thereafter. I lost my job then, mm. so I moved home, but. She lived in the Youngstown area, and I lived in the Cleveland area. So that is what, sixty miles. It's like Mitch's commute. But that that feel, it's it's a little bit of a different situation because it's in not because it's an hour fifteen. Yeah. Well, because I mean, you guys weren't like matching on dating apps. I set you guys right. up. Yeah, wow. we didn't we didn't yeah. we didn't match on Bumble or Tinder or anything like that. So it's, it's a little different. Like we didn't have a radius that we had to set. That's still that's okay. That's different. That's a setup. Yeah. 
What's the fur- well, what's the furthest the guys come to you, Meredith? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I th- actually I was seeing a guy really really briefly late last year. I think Ooh. he I think he did come up from Akron, but he always came up to Cleveland. I never went down there. Okay. Owen? Well, you've been in the Pacific Rim. I went to Thailand once. (laughs) (laughs) Patio City, man. Strange. What was that like? I'll tell you off air, Dan. (laughs) Is it not safe for air? Is that what you're saying? My whole my whole twenties is not safe for air, Meredith. Meredith, you have no idea. Like he's He's got like I know no. I've only ever known married Owen. That's the only iteration well, of Owen I've ever known. The thing about Owen is that Mar- Owen's been married about four or five times. <laughs> and only twice to in this country. Once married. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you As gotta... long as I've known Owen, he has always had a wife. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I went to Toledo once. That's your That furthest? was as far as it was as I was willing to go. Where were you living at the time? I mean, if they were in Wasion, I would have went to her in Wasion, but no, I was in Akron. I was in school at the time. Okay. Yeah. It was in Toledo. Um that was, you know, it was whatever. I mean, Got a little hot maction, huh? <laughs> oh man! I... So like, Jeremy, guys, go get all hot and bothered. Don't even start. Go ahead. What were you gonna say, Danny? Does it count if? So when I was in college, I went to Lake Erie College in Painesville. I dated a girl that went to Xavier. So does okay. that count? Uh, even though where's she, she from? Originally from? We here? went to high school together. Nah, it that's doesn't different. count. No. That doesn't count. No, that's like, yeah, that that's doesn't like count. The long distance it starts in high school. That's different. Yeah. If you if you have seen each other. Outside of that, then it would have gotcha. counted. It doesn't okay. count. I, yeah, I think we're talking about people that you've literally never met in real life. At least for me. Yeah. Driving long, long distances ah. to meet a stranger from the internet. I don't know how you guys do that stuff. That's why you got to pry Liz from my cold, dead hands. I can't do any of that stuff. I my know. You're lucky. You, don't, you are so lucky you don't have to deal with the dating apps, kid. Oh, God. All it's, right. It is the wild, wild west. Meredith, I have some audio I want you to play for us at the end of the show, okay? Got it. Oh, that, it's in the system. Yeah, I pulled gonna, it. Yeah. We're going to get in on Mitch, please, because I I have a story to tell you about Derek Carr, of all people. 216-474-0092. What should Evan Mobley be focusing on? It, he's. I, I want him to be an all-star, and I use the term, it takes a village to raise an all-star. It seems with Evan Mobley right now, we all have different ideas of what he should be doing. You're talking about crashing the glass. You're talking about being aggressive off the ball. Jason Lloyd has said he needs to shoot more threes. You agree with him trying to shoot more threes. I don't. I disagree with both of you. We'll have Jason in tomorrow. I'll disagree with him then on it. I disagree with you on it right now. What should should Evan be focusing on with a team that's in the two seed right now and is definitely destined for hopefully – well, obviously they're destined for the playoffs, but hopefully a playoff run. Being aggressive should be his focus. It shouldn't be one thing in terms of, oh, he needs to get – four threes up a game, or he needs to have five or six drives to the basket a game. I just think everything he needs to do offensively, Ken, is being aggressive. He needs to, and the thing he does great defensively that I would like to see transition to the offensive side of the floor is he puts pressure on guys. Offensively throughout his career, I think he's been too passive at times. If he turns up the aggressiveness where you saw a couple times Saturday night against San Antonio, you saw it last night against the Kings, where he's putting the ball on the floor and getting to the basket, it doesn't have to always be that. Sometimes it can be he's taking open threes and not hesitating in doing so, but I think he needs to be more more aggressive and more decisive than anything else. I think that those when you start to see that from Evan Mobley, that's when you'll start to see him really blossom as an offensive player. Here's, here's J.B. Bickerstaff on it last night after the game on Evan Mobley being aggressive. 
I think he's got the right mindset. I mean, look at you know what he's doing. It's it's a you know a little bit of everything to come up with, you know, almost a triple double in limited minutes. Just speaks about the impact that he can have on a game. And I you know I loved his aggressiveness, how he was attacking the basket to start. Uh, he had a, bu- a couple of bunnies that I'm sure he would like to have back. Um, but I thought he was aggressive. His mindset was right. Um, and when he's aggressive, defensive make tough choices, and he makes the right one 95. Of- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The time. Uh, I See... I want him to be aggressive, obviously. That's what everybody's saying. I just don't want him around the arc. I, you, we could put him around the arc. I mean, if you want to take one a game or maybe even two, that's fine. I think right now we're perfectly fine with it. I don't think I need him to be stretching out things around the arc because I, I just don't think he's going to find a shot out there right now. So I think you need him around the arc, not only because you do need that spacing where you need him to take threes. Not I, I'm with you that he doesn't need to take a ton of threes. I don't want him shooting five or six a game, but I think three or four is probably that sweet spot. But you need him out there because I think he's more comfortable being aggressive from that situation than being a guy that has his back to the basket. I think he's more comfortable being aggressive when he can get downhill. That's why the best flashes of him have been either when he's been in the pick and roll and and receiving a pass in great position or in the open floor when he can be aggressive. He's got the whole floor. He can make the decision going downhill. That's when you see Evan at his best offensively. So I do think he needs to be out there. He has to shoot the three because... That allows him to be aggressive going to the basket, which I think ultimately is where he's going to be best at offensively. Can he still be the unicorn? I think that Sit phrase... Sit on that for a second. I, I think two that one, phrase is overblown. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. What should Evan be focusing on right now? Because I think we are as aggressive as he played last night. We are in year three. I think we're at a bit of a crossroads right now after this injury and him coming back from this injury. What Evan Mobley is going to be? Let me get to Ken in Brooklyn first. Ken, you're next up on the fan. Hello. 
How you doing, Ken? Ken, we're doing okay, buddy. Good to hear from you. Listen, before I get to the camps and the kids, you know, the best place to meet somebody years ago used to be a wedding. But everybody has to come to a wedding with somebody, even if they're not dating, because they can't come alone. But when you go, if you want to meet somebody, either go to a bank, actually go into the bank, not use your ATM. Who goes into a bank anymore, Ken? Years ago, Ken, there was women that I would have liked to date. Oh, this is years ago. But listen. What would you say to a woman at the bank when you were pitching woo? (laughs) What would you say, Ken? Wait wait a minute. But the best place to meet somebody is if you're looking for somebody and you're looking to meet somebody, is go to the grocery store. Don't use Instacart. And go up and down the aisles. When you see somebody you might be interested in, see see what they have in the cart. And you'll find out whether they're married or they're single. Are we? By what they're buying. Are we losing opportunities to meet naturally now, Ken? Is Absolutely. what you're telling me. Now listen, Ken. Let's get to the most important thing, okay? Finally, right. basketball team we're talking about. Hoops, not the bear. Evan, uh, Evan Mobley is get doing fine. He's just coming back. If you, like you said the other night at uh, San Antonio, he was awesome. And this team doesn't need to do one thing. All the teams in the Eastern Conference don't have what the Cavs have. They got two bigs. And they got a, the best bench in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics have no front line. They got Porzingis. That's it. All those other guys are horrible. The Cavs, you can look at every team. The Milwaukee Bucks are old and slow. The Knicks are beat up. They're going to start doubling Jay, uh, uh, Brunson, and he's going to fold. And everybody else is wishing they had what he had. We have. Philly is done. They'll, be, they'll win 13 more games the rest of the season. Okay, they, first uh, off, Ken, Ken, Ken. Philly, I, I, I happen to agree with you on because I don't know when Joel Embiid's going to be, and, and it's probably yeah, robbed him of another MVP season. Without, without Embiid, they're going to win 13 games. Uh, uh, that part I don't agree, disagree with you on. When it comes to Milwaukee, though, I can't just throw out the thing they're old and slow and that's it. I think that they very well could be biding their time for the postseason. I think the Celtics could be biding their time for the postseason. And the Knicks, there is still that feeling with the Knicks of what happened last year. So I'm not saying that, well, I, 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 I hate the Cavs' chances in that. I have to remain respectful of it, Ken. I understand that, Ken. I'm just saying, you know what, right now, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. You don't do anything. The Cavs don't need anything right at all. They've taken a long time to No trades game. either. Nothing. Do not do anything. I'm great with everything that they're doing. We've got a bench. You know what Max Drew said yesterday after the game? Pick your poison because they got guys that can put the ball in the basket and defend. No other team in the Eastern Conference has that. Nobody. Okay, Ken. Thank you very much for the call. 216-474-0092. I agree with him on Milwaukee. I do think the Bucks are old and slow. Giannis is still great. Chris Middleton and, doesn't look like an NBA player anymore. Uh, Brooke Lopez Chris, is not the same, man. I thought Chris Middleton was just kind of throwing it up there through most of the season so far. I'd be a little bit worried about Chris Middleton, I'll admit. But I, I just still can't just count out the Bucks. Well, and in that case. Defensively, they're so bad on the perimeter now because Middleton is not what he was because mm-hmm. of some, some serious knee injuries. And Damian Lillard's one of the worst perimeter defenders in basketball. They were so good because Drew Holiday stopped so many things at the point of attack and fewer things got to Brooke Lopez and Giannis near the basket. Yeah. So much more is getting there now. That's why the Bucks' defense stinks. Doc Rivers is not going to fix them. They'll be a better regular season team still. They're going to win a lot of basketball games. They're not going to win the finals. 9 o'clock, Zach Jackson going to join us from The Athletic. Who does he believe is going to call plays, and who wields the most power within this Browns organization? Is it the general manager? Is it the head coach? Is it the chief strategy officer? That coming up at 9. Coming up next, 
more of you guys, whether or not we believe that Evan Mobley should be focusing on shooting the three or whether or not he should be focusing more on just being aggressive. And I have a fear I'm overcompensating for time and I'm going to end up like Marv Marinovich. FML coming up. Ken Carmen and Danny Cunningham in for Anthony Lima as we are on Baby Watch live on the fan. FML, my life. My life. FML. Danny, what do we do? Fixing lives. My life. All right, FML, we're still waiting on Tone's baby. So I have to ask Danny. It's, Danny, I didn't know you coached high school football. Yeah. Yeah. You coach at Trinity? Yeah, last year was my first year. I had a bunch of free time in the fall as I was looking for work. So decide, and my best friend since I was in first grade as the offensive coordinator, his dad's the head coach who I've known really my entire life. So I just kind of went and helped out and really enjoyed it. What did you learn about coaching? I learned that the way not every kid relates the same. Mm-hmm. I, I learned that a lot of kids have to be coached differently. Yeah. Um, that yep. was an eye-opening experience. And, you know, it, kids in high school now are much different than kids in, were in high school when I was there. It, the times have changed quite a bit. That's what really opened my eyes. So what sports did you play in high school? I played football and baseball in high school. I played football in college. Okay, you played. I thought you played football in college. I wasn't sure because, you you know, you watch basketball like crazy. I thought you would be like, I, I thought you might have played basketball in college. I wasn't sure. Anyway, um, I want to know from all you guys, especially it, Owen, because Owen's got the little ones and you've coached the high school ones. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to make up for a little bit of lost time with my youngest. And I don't want to overcompensate. Because it's like, all right, Axel plays the sports. Axel's excited to play the sports. Eli has his own set of circumstances, so it's hard for him to play the sports. And when it comes to Jonah, he, I, I am so occupied with everything that I'm doing with Axel that Jonah's four, and it's like, well, is he going to sign up for, for T-ball? And I was like, I had no intention on signing him up for T-ball. And I'm still not gonna, but I'm going, oh, my God, I, I basically totally forgot. And so I'm afraid I'm overcompensating. I wanted to run it past you guys because Mitch, Mitch is just young and supple. He doesn't really know yet. Um, I'm trying to practice baseball with him every day because I'm like, all right, football is a, is a chosen participatory thing. I don't make any of them do it. But for baseball, it's like I'd like them all to try it, okay? And I've tried to work with him with baseball every day. I'd like to take some time out of the day to work with baseball. But I also made him go to sleep with his baseball bat, his T-ball bat. <laughs> so the other day, and then last night, like the bat, because he, he's watching TV, he's watching his little YouTube stuff, and he's four, and the bat, you can hear it, boom, against the wall, because he's holding on to the bat, and he's playing around with the bat. And Liz was like, he's got a bat in there. I go, yeah, I gave it to him. She goes, why did you give him the bat? I go, well, I want him to, I want him to enjoy baseball, so I want him to hold the baseball bat. It's like, it's like, a, and I said this, it's like the program when he has to carry around the football the whole time. He's got to carry around the baseball bat. When football season comes around, I'll give him a football and see at that. I go, he is going to be my shadow for the next year. He's coming with me on everything because now I have to make up for lost time with him. And I go, oh, my God, I'm a little bit afraid when I woke up this morning that I'm going to end up like Marv Marinovich. So why did you give him the bat to sleep with instead of a baseball glove? I don't know. It just seemed to be apropos that I gave him the baseball bat to sleep with. He's not going to play yet. He's going to play next year. I'm going to sign him up next year for the T-ball. So but th- I got to get him going in the right direction. This is about getting him excited for the sport? Yes. Okay. So I plan on taking him to everything, everything that Axel does. Like, everything. Like, Saturday, we got basketball he's coming with. He don't know yet. Jonah's coming. Whether he likes it or not. But now, oh, and, oh, and starting to stir. What do I got to do over there? You got six of them. I have a ton of kids, yep. 
We play. Help I think me. The last count I had, we had 13 sports going on right now. Good God wow. Almighty. We're actively in four right now. What do I? So what's? Am I going a little too strong to the uh, paint? Well, the I think the one risk you run with the younger sibling, especially when you're taking them to the games, and you know he's what he's four. He's four. They're and only an hour. It's tough to pay attention sometimes for those things, and if they aren't into it, and you're being over, I don't know if overbearing's the word, but just you know, like trying to get them to you know actually focus on what's happening. It sometimes turns them off from that. I, you know, I have one son right now that's just he's doing something different than the other ones, and I. It took me a little while to accept that, but he's. I went. He's playing basketball. I went to his game on Saturday. And that dude talks more trash on the court, but he's having fun with it. It's yeah. all his buddies. You know, it's the rec league, so he knows everybody in the league. And it it took me a while to not force my things on him. But having it adjacent to him, having the bat there. Yeah. And not, don't make him come to the dinner table with it, but, you know. Well, he doesn't need to lay it down on the table like a sword. Yeah. My, see, my thinking of it is, like, again, he doesn't. I'm a football guy. He doesn't need to play football. Right. Not everybody's meant to play the that, game. If that's you don't been play the it, hardest. Yeah. That was, it's actually harder for my kids to get over that. I don't care if they play football or not. Yeah. Because I'm, I was such a football guy as well. And once I think they find, once one of them broke through the rest of them, are like, okay, so if I don't want to do it. I don't have to. And this is my thing about it. Like he wants to hang out with his older brothers very, okay. very much. That's And good. like the video game stuff, like Axel plays Fortnite. Axel plays his ass off with the Fortnite when we allow him to. And Jonah, like, sees that yeah, and wants to do eight. it. Yeah. Yeah, so Jonah they see- all do it. Yeah, so he wants to see it and he wants to do it. And the same thing with, like, Minecraft and the Roblox and the God yeah. knows what. So when he he sees that, then I think if he's just around, because the one time I had to take him to football practice, because Eli's a madman and I, Liz had to take him to the hospital. And so I had to take Jonah to football practice, and he, like, seemed to be having a fun time just watching his brother play and I'm just thinking I don't I'm not going to point out I'm not going to talk about two three zones or anything like that because the kids are playing or eight and they're not playing two three zones or anything like that but my whole thought is if he's just around it and his brother's doing it he's gonna kind of want to pick it up I do agree with Danny on the glove thing over the bat because with the glove if he's wearing the glove and you just toss him something he can catch it with the glove yeah with the bat you can do the little hey I I'm hitting something at the house, and then he takes the bat, and next thing you know, that big 75-inch TV that you have hanging up is So I should go and switch an it. I should switch it to gloves instead of bat. I would no, do to that. To a glove instead of a bat. I, I would do that, yes. Also, okay. how old is Axel? He's eight. Can you have – is? Could you have Axel play catch with Jonah? He's trying, yes. I think oh, that, yeah, I no, think that would it. be something that would be a big help. Oh, too. yeah. Because if, if Jonah's at the point where he wants to be around his older brothers, he wants to do the things that they do – I think getting those two to bond over that would go a long way with Jonah. Not I just, that I have kids, but that's just my guess. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you're a coach, so I brought you into it. That's why. Well, I, and Danny brought up a great point. Every kid is different. And if you try to use the same methodology with each kid, ooh, you're going to – it's going to be what we call a swing and a miss. He's a nice a, boy. That's He's a much nicer boy. Like he's, I ain't going to lie. He's soft. Jonah's soft. Is that the worst thing you could call him? Oh, it, it could be. It's the worst thing you can call your own son, but I got to say what I got to say. He's soft right now. It's also he's also four. He spent, and he's he is much softer at four than what Axel well, and Eli Well, I've been were. saying for a few years, you need to look at trade options for him. 
I mean, who knows? He if still he even plays wants good defense, here. though. It's just like Isaac Okoro. I need that in the postseason, don't I? He still plays good defense, but no, he he spends a lot of time with mom. And at preschool, there seems to be a lot of change. older We've children. We've had this conversation a lot. All yeah. I have one that is a – he will be a professional ass kicker one day. He's a pretty good ass kicker right now. I told you how soft he was. Yeah, you was did. Good. You did. Because But, he, like, he goes to preschool, and they're always like – they, like, dote on him in preschool. And I'm like, knock it off. I can't have him being soft. I cannot raise soft children. The – it is so rare. As a former rare. softy myself, I can't do it. Yes. It's so rare for the youngest of three boys to be soft. It's true. He's soft. But Danny. he's four. When he's By the so time soft. he's 12, that's not going to be the case. When he's, he's 12 and Axel's 16, right? Four-year difference? Yes. And how old's Eli? He is uh, seven. So when he's got a brother that's 16, 15, and he's 12, yeah. he's not going to be soft anymore. Right now, he's four. Are, are you sure? Owen, do you believe that? Yeah, I do think, you know, there's going to come a point at Streetsboro football when they go, hey, Axel, he's getting a couple plays in here. Look at him. And then somebody's going to lean over and go, you know, there's one down in the seventh grade right now that is a. Who's really soft. You don't even want him no. on the team. No. Oh, okay. No, he's a, the youngest one's always the best one, in my opinion. So should I have Axel and Eli beat him up? It's about time. Okay. I was just wondering. I wouldn't have them beat him up. You've done I would enough. just. Look the other way You've if it happens. You've done enough Dusty Rhodes impressions. It's time to build you one of those uh, cages. Okay. I think it's about that time. I've gotten three texts. Put them in wrestling. Oh, That's I'm, a way to get the soft out of the that is I coming, told you, you got a club out yeah, close that, to you that I would recommend highly. That is coming up on another fix of my life because there is a... Uh, all you guys with cauliflower ears are going to be very upset by one... Very particular member of my family and what they have to say about all that. That's coming up at another time. 216-474-0092. Coming up at 9 o'clock is Zach Jackson. Who wields the most power within the Browns organization? Does Kevin Stefanski have power over his own coaching staff? Coming up next, though, can Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell coexist long-term with the Cleveland Cavaliers? West Justin Termini, Sirius XM NBA Radio. Ken Carmen, and we got Danny Cunningham in for tone on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.